You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Tyson Tim has deflected, and picked up Mosley. He'll take it in. It's a pinch Jones has it taken away by Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch touchdown. Reverses all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddie Jr. Welcome into another episode of the Back Row Jets Show. I am Tom Tuttle. Today, it's just going to be me. There is no John Eddie Jr. with me, but we did do an episode of Fantasy Fuel. Uh, so go check that out uh, because it was... Listen, fantasy football is getting really, 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 really on fire right now because football season is just around the corner. So go check out some of these drafts that we're doing. We just did an actual draft for a podcast uh, league where there's a bunch of other podcasts doing drafts. So if you want to go check that out, please do that because it's 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 gonna it's crunch time. It's time to learn what you need to do in the fantasy football world. Now for the Jets, we have a lot of news, um, and it's it's interesting because it's not really that good of news. Almost everything is bad this week. Um, well, Michael P. Ryan, we can start right there. He got hurt pretty bad and was carted off the field. Uh, it sounds like it's some sort of ankle injury, and I haven't, unless there's some kind of update that just came out, it doesn't look good for him. I don't think he's going to make the field much, if at all, this year. I, I, it just doesn't look good. And that is not a good thing because uh, um, all we got there then would be, um, you know, Frank Gore and Le'Veon Bell. And then, of course, everybody's talking about. Josh Adams as well, but he was injured uh, a few days ago as well with his hamstring. Hopefully it doesn't affect him too much and he can come back out there and get and be strong when he comes back. If he comes back, I, I don't really know. I haven't seen a lot of that either. I don't know what is going on with Josh Adams. But he's not somebody I'd really want to be a third-string running back. I mean, that's fine. At, at best, he's a third-string running back. I don't think he's, he's – um, anything better than that I wouldn't want him to be the second string but no worries about LaMichael P. Ryan and Josh Adams because the Jets had they just traded for uh Kalen Blodge oh wait no never mind he failed the physical and now the Jets have voided the trade with Kalen Blodge and the Miami Dolphins now here's the thing I first I was like who cares I don't really care about Kalen Blodge and whether or not the Jets have him or not because we had some depth but now we don't have depth. It would have been nice if Bellage would have not failed the physical now. But we'll see what happens. I don't really want to give up a, a draft pick for somebody that, you know, obviously they were going to, the Dolphins were going to just flat out release him, it sounded like. So maybe they do that anyway. And maybe the Jets go out there and, and pick up Bellage. I don't know. I, and I don't know if there's some kind of like contract void thing where if you void the contract and you still end up picking him up, you got to give the pick that you were going to give to the Dolphins. I don't really know all that much about things like that. But we need somebody to be the third stringer because right now all we got is, is Frank Gore and Le'Veon Bell. At least that's a good thing because they're, be they're our best running backs at the moment. But there is a little bit of a, a problem with Le'Veon Bell um, 
because Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell are kind of butting heads a little bit here. But I'll just there's a there's an article on ESPN. Before I get into the article, let me address a little bit here. Everybody that even people that I'm close to that are giving opinions about this situation with Le'Veon Bell and Adam Gase. Everybody's saying Adam Gase needs to be fired. He's no longer good for the... He was never good for the franchise. I understand all that because I'm not really an Adam Gase fan. I don't I don't think he is the right coach for the job for the New York Jets. But I have to give him some kind of you know, leeway here. He's only been on the team for one year. This is going to be his second year. I think that he... He's, he has some kind of, of uh, – we have to have some kind of window with him before we just flat out say, you're done, go away. So let's see let's see what happens with him this year. Now, obviously, there's a little bit of dispute here with him and Le'Veon Bell. He never really wanted Le'Veon Bell to begin with, so it makes you feel like there's something going on here. But let me read you this, this article from ESPN. To me, this article tells – everything that you need to know about this situation because it seems like everybody is saying Adam Gase is a horrible person he shouldn't be the coach and nobody is saying that Le'Veon Bell is in the wrong here at all and I don't think he's in the wrong I'm not saying he is but it just it, it clarifies a little bit here and I'm actually really pleased with what ESPN uh, did with this one here so I'll start the article and uh, the New York Jets coach Adam Gase met with running back Le'Veon Bell to be clear to clear the air in the wake of a Twitter rant by Bell, in which he questioned his removal from an inner squad, inner squad scrimmage. I was caught off guard a little bit, but we had a good talk, Gase said Saturday. I told him I felt like our relationship was way better than him going on social media, him being able to just come and talk to me. The dispute happened after Wednesday's scrimmage when Gase told reporters he pulled he pulled Bell after the after two series because of hamstring tightness. He inserted Frank Gore and later Lamichael P. Ryan, who's no longer available. Um, and then minutes later, Bell went on Twitter and said, Ain't nothing wrong with my hamstrings. And it's and it's tough to say to stay loose when when you do a bunch of standing around, and I'm used to going. The Gase-Bell relationship has been highly scrutinized since the signing with the New York Jets in March in 2019, like, like I spoke of. Gase said they spoke for a long time on, after Wednesday's dispute. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff, Gase said. We talked, we talked about things that maybe we can do a little different. He understood how I was going to do some things in practice. He's a veteran player. He's been around for a while. When I when I explained some things to him, he understood that what I've what I've been trying to do in practice. He knows we've been trying to thread the needle on quite a few things with reps, uh, making sure we're able. We are doing. I'm sorry, making sure we are doing a good job of getting guys in the right shape heading into week one. This is familiar territory, unfamiliar territory for all of us, Gase added, alluding to how the pandemic has uh, impacted the ramp up for the regular season. We're just trying to find the best way to get ourselves ready for the first game. Um, The Jets open up against the Buffalo Bills on September 13th. Gase said Bell understood where he, where he, I was coming from 
Bell hasn't been able to make a comment since then unless there's something out there that I haven't seen. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on there with him or whether or not he's saying anything. But Bell's hamstring tightness apparently wasn't an issue on Saturday, not counting not counting a two-minute drive at the end of practice. Bell got 14 first-team reps. Gore got nine. That's a uh, 60-40 split. They maintained approximately the same ratio for the entire camp. Gase admitted he did a poor job last season with Bell over overworking him uh, early in the season. Gase said he was grinding him to the point where he couldn't have felt great in the back half of the season. I'm just trying to do the right thing and making sure we are ready to go week one and if we can go 16 games or plus. So he is already thinking playoffs you know he he wants to do this uh and then bell is 28 he's coming off his worst statistical season of his pro career 789 yards and 3.2 average which is probably his worst his, he reported to camp in the best shape of his life and he said he's predicting a career year now let me just say that's the end of the article let me just say something about that article in general what I'm seeing here is a little bit of a misunderstanding by Le'Veon Bell. And obviously that, that has something to do with Adam Gase not communicating correctly. And this is where I do have a little problem with Adam Gase. Because it seems like people aren't, they don't feel comfortable enough to go up to Gase and say, Hey, listen, I, I don't know what's going on here, but I really need to practice. I really need to do this. The same thing happened. I've already said this several times on the show. But the same thing has happened with, with with Sam Darnold last year where Darnold was running these plays that Gase was telling him, hey, we got to run this. I think this is going to work out. Sam Darnold was like, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it, which is a cool mindset to begin with. Like you're always doing everything that the, the coach is telling you. You're, 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 you're showing him that you are committed to the team, committed to him and his ideas. But Sam Darnold wasn't, didn't feel comfortable enough to say, you know what, I don't think this is working. I, I want to do something else. I think it would work more if we do this. So it ended up coming to the point where Sam Donald did go up to him and say that kind of thing. And so you actually saw the offense improve a little bit after that happened. Now, obviously, we didn't have a very good offensive line, so it became a little bit of a problem for for the New York Jets, even though Sam Donald had a little bit more free reign, a little bit more of his ideas were coming across to Gase, and Gase was was seemingly open to it. So I don't. I think when you approach Gase, he's very open to what he to what you want. But it feels like the players aren't well. They I don't feel like they don't feel like they're welcome to come to Gase. Maybe it's something that he's putting off. Maybe it's the way he's portraying himself, or maybe it's them googly eyes that we saw the first time that he became the the head coach for the New York Jets. I mean, I still don't understand that uh, how, how his eyes were so. I, I has he explained that? I need to know if he's explained. I'm gonna have to look that up later to see if he has explained why his eyes were so. I haven't seen his eyes like that since then. Now he he definitely focuses on things and and has that kind of a look to it. But the way that his eyes were when they first signed him as the coach was insane. And I know I've brought that up before. It's just it's hilarious. I've never seen anything like it from any coach really. And of course we have to have him on the New York Jets so everybody sees it and makes fun of it. But I just I feel like the Jets. I feel like if Adam Gase doesn't do something this year, 
to to where the Jets feel like they're progressing and we make the playoffs or whatever it is that uh, it feels good for this New York Jets team, I feel like Adam Gase is probably going to go because it seems like the players just don't want to approach him. But when they do approach him, I feel like he handles it pretty well. And he says the things that you're supposed to say, and I think he actually likes the players. It's not like the players don't like him. They just feel like he might not like that. I don't know the situation there, but that's just kind of the 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 feeling I get with with the way the players are handling uh, Adam Gase at the moment. Um, that's pretty much it for that part. I want to go uh, get an update on the wide receivers as well because we just talked about the running backs and uh, obviously we talked about Le'Veon in the situation there. We didn't really talk about Frank Gore. That's okay. He's he's looking pretty decent in camp and that's good. Uh, his his hamstring injury it doesn't seem like it's much of anything right now, so that's good for Frank Gore. And again, we talked about P. Ryan and all the other things that are happening right now with the running backs for the New York Jets. We only have two right now that are healthy and that's not a good thing. Uh, but anyway. Let's go move on to another position that has a terrible time staying healthy. And it's not good that that is happening. We have Denzel Mims. Let's do a little bit of an update on Denzel Mims. Well, it doesn't seem like he's getting back on the field and you know practicing or anything like that because he you know, obviously tweaked his hamstring weeks prior um, to today. And he hasn't really done anything since then. I think he's done. He, yeah, he has done some light jogging. That's right. I'm looking at it right now. He's done light jogging uh, even on Wednesday's scrimmage. So I'm assuming he's still doing them types of things. I don't know whether or not that means he's got. I feel like he's just got a lot of catching up to do. I, he's not going to be much of anything right away on this New York Jets team. I think it's going to be a few weeks into the regular season before we actually see Denzel Mims doing something for this team. And it really stinks because I was really hoping and expecting a lot for him this year. Um, now let's talk a little bit about um, uh, who was it? Well, who was the other guy that we need to talk about? Oh, that's right. Uh, Perryman. Now, now, last week we were talking about Perryman a lot because there was a lot of hype there. But almost immediately afterwards, talking about the hype there, we find out, and of course we didn't cover it on the Back Row Jets show last week, but we find out that he has another injury problem. Well, he still hasn't made the field as far as I know unless something has happened today that I didn't see because I literally, before I started the show, I made sure there wasn't anything else about about Perryman and his injury. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a very difficult injury to, to recover from, but it's, it's, it's some kind of a knee tweak. I don't understand exactly what it is, but it seems like they're not, they don't want to push him out there. They need him healthy for week one. And then again, I think that's what Adam Gase is saying. Listen, don't push it. We need you healthy for week one. But I want to see Perryman get on the field with Sam Donald some more because it did look really good. There was a lot of hype there, and I was really excited to see that. But we'll see what happens when, with uh, Perryman right now because – it doesn't seem like he's getting back on the field. It's, it's been like a good week or so bef since he's practiced. So I want to make sure that, um, you know, he's he's going to be something. At least he has to be on the field before week one. We have to have a little bit of practice there before he goes out there and plays in the first game of the season against probably the best team in our division, the Buffalo Bills. So we have to do something there to make sure that Perryman is ready to go week 
one. Now let's talk a little bit a little bit about Chris Hogan. It seems like no matter what, he's going to be the guy uh, when it comes to week one. I mean, he's going to be the number three wide receiver. It does seem like because Mims is not going to be on the field within the first four weeks or whatever it's going to be. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but it definitely seems like um, Hogan is going to have a fairly decent role on this team because you got you got uh, Jameson Crowder and even if Perryman is still av- if he's available and he's playing you're gonna have a, at least uh, a third a three the wow I can't say what I'm trying to say he's gonna be at least the third uh, wide receiver for the New York Jets <clears throat> so I'm hoping I'm really hoping that. It doesn't get any worse than this, and we don't get any more injuries. But if we do have any more offensive wide receiver injuries, we do have somebody else that the New York Jets literally just signed not too long ago, and that is, yes, you guessed it, Dante Moncrief. Moncrief is somebody who's been around for a little while, and he he has some athleticism to him. I, I, I'm looking at the Jets wide receivers, and I see – a ton of like just mediocre or above average guys. I don't see anything that's amazing at all. And thus, unless Perryman comes out the door and just starts bursting out with all sorts of whatever it is, because the hype was really that good last week, even, but we'll see what happens with that. But I'm just seeing a lot of uh, either above average or average or mediocre, whatever you want to call it kind of wide receivers for the New York Jets. And that's not really a bad thing because I really don't see any just absolutely horrible. I don't see any horrible wide receivers for the New York Jets either. Everything seems like it's enough to get Sam Darnold some success. I don't think it's going to be great success because we don't have that Julio. We don't have that... uh, uh, he's not, uh, for lack of another name, uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> for some reason, that's the only other guy. Oh, uh, Hopkins. We don't have somebody like that. Uh, we 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 need somebody like that at some point. Maybe Denzel Mims will become that player at some point in his career. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that this year. But we don't have that guy. We have a lot of mediocre guys, and I think that Moncrief just adds to that mediocre mediocreness. And, and that's to me, that's really not a bad thing. We're just adding depth. We need depth. There's obviously a lot of things for the New York Jets uh, with the wide receiver position that need work. Um, he he is a deep threat. He's done that in the past with Moncrief. Um, his routes are just okay. I don't I don't see anything special with him there. His hands are not the greatest, um, so that does have a little bit of concern. He's actually okay in the red zone. Um, he's pretty decent after the catch. I I don't mind that there. Um, uh, I'm guessing he's he's somewhat of a physical guy. I don't think he does any special teams or anything like that. He's a fairly smart guy. I like what he's got when it comes to the the smarts and all that. Um, the one thing that kind of is weird to me, and it seems like uh, we've been getting a lot of guys that have really good attitudes, you know, really uplifting and and whatnot. And it's not like Moncrief has been, you know, super ridiculous and he's going off the going off the wall all the time. But he does get frustrated at times, and he kind of gets, uh, he kind of blows his lid once in a while. It's not nothing nothing out outlandish. He doesn't make the news because 
it's not like he's going crazy and becoming an Antonio Brown for lack of a better person. But to, to compare that to because he's not that kind of guy. He at least has somewhat of discipline on the field and off the field. But he hasn't he hasn't done so much to where it's noticeable. So I, I'm okay with it. It just seems a little weird. He does kind of have a little bit of an attitude problem. But I don't think it's going to cause any issues there. I Obviously, I think this... If he fits, he fits for the New York Jets right now because we don't have anybody else. We need more wide receivers, and I'm actually okay with this signing because of that. Uh, we just don't have much else there. I mean, and as with Hogan, you're not going to find a player that that just fixes everything. You know, we don't have that. There's nothing available in the free agency. We're going to have some issues with the wide receivers, and we're going to see some drop balls. We're going to be like, oh, man, this is not good. We should have signed somebody else. But let's give it a chance because I really believe that offensive line, I've said this so many times now, I'm going to say it a thousand more times, that offensive line has been extremely improved and Sam Donald's going to be better. I do believe Le'Veon's going to be better. I, I really hope that Frank Gore has a, a little bit of a one-two punch with Le'Veon there and I think it's going to be something that we can actually look forward to. I really hope we get another guy that can uh, be behind them just in case one of them gets hurt or they really need a breather because we've been running it down their throats or whatever it is. We need somebody else other than them two as running backs. We don't have that right now because everybody's getting hurt or not passing physicals. So um, let's just really hope that we get somebody that can fill that role. And I know we're going to find somebody. I hope, I'm hoping everything works out the, the way it needs to be for the New York Jets when it comes to the running back position. But I really think that the the wide receivers are going to be good enough. It might not be spectacular. We're going to see some drop passes, like I said, but I think there's going to be an improvement for the New York Jets than what we saw last year. Last year, all we had was one or two receivers, and that's it. We didn't have Chris Herndon even. Now, that's another thing I wouldn't mind talking about a little bit. There is a lot of hype right now on Chris Herndon, and it's continuing to go up because the wide receivers are getting hurt and getting hurt. And we are, they're mediocre. So if Chris Herndon can step out and be that guy that we really haven't seen yet because he's either been suspended or been hurt, then he's going to have a lot of value for this New York Jets team. And I'm really excited to see what the Jets have to offer week one. So if we beat the Buffalo Bills on week one, I'm like, that would be so amazing, wouldn't it? I think we can. We, we've played close with them last year. I think that was even week one, wasn't it? I don't remember last year, but we played close with them that first game that we played against him. We ended up losing, and then we actually won the last game, but I don't think they even played Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills Lakes because they already locked everything up. They couldn't move up in the playoff rankings, and they couldn't move down. They were stuck where they were in the playoffs, so I think I don't even think they played their starters. So we ended up winning that game, so whatever. But I think we have a chance to win against the Buffalo Bills week one. We'll, we'll find out. Obviously, we're not there yet. we still got a, a week or uh, a couple more weeks until the regular season starts. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. Um, it is, it's going to be it's going to be fun to go through. The, I haven't done a podcast for the New York Jets uh, and run through the entire NFL season with them yet, so I'm really excited to see where this goes once the season actually starts. Uh, I think that's going to do it for me on this episode. Remember, you can go check out the Back Row Network and all the other teams that are on the Back Row Network. you got the 
you got the Eagles, you got the Raiders, you got the Dolphins, you got there's a bunch of them. I'm not going to name them all off. Please go check them out as well. Uh, obviously, I mentioned it before. Please go check out a uh, Fantasy Fuel, the other podcast I do with John Eddie Jr., which he is normally my guest on the Back Row Jets show. Um, so uh, go check that out. Would you? If you put, if you wow, if you could, um, and give us a little ranking too, that really does help us get a little bit more noticed, and it does, it does do us a lot of good. And if you're also in the fantasy football as well, there is another one. It's the Back Row Fantasy Show. Please go check that out as well. And thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>